Welcome to the AV Podcast Games Edition. Hi, this is Mark Bottright, and you're listening to the avforums.com gaming podcast, a new podcast for us. Initially, we thought that we were going to look forward to everything in 2011, but we scrapped that idea and decided that it'd be easier to look back at 2010. Here with our gaming review staff, Ben, Manny, and Steve. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Right, and we'll be looking at various things from Game of the Year to a few of the titles that perhaps didn't quite reach the standards that we would have wanted. So it's been a fairly stellar year. There's been a, a reasonable output from all the big studios. We've had lots of lots of sequels, lots of updates, and uh, I suppose the best place to start would be Game of the Year. So does anyone have any early recommendations or, or anyone want to kick this one off? Strong Contender, maybe. Red Dead Redemption. That's a strong franchise to start with, maybe. It's uh, it would, Everyone were looking forward to it. I mean, what, what's not to like about a Grand Theft Auto in, uh, in the Wild West, riding horses, wrangling some uh, lawbreakers, and it was good fun. A good 20 hours, 30 hours to complete, and I'm still to talk to anyone that didn't really enjoy it, really. Yeah, I feel the same. I think um, it was a, by far and away the, the the best title I played all year. I think there were there were mainly for a few standout moments when you first enter Mexico. And how are we for spoilers on a nine month old game, do you reckon? Don't care. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine by me. I think the I think the ending uh, I think was was great. The, as you walk out of the barn and uh, you'd let the dead eye. And I'm not sure what other people's experience was, but for me, uh, you start you start marking them up, and there's a point after the second or third where you think, "Hang on, you know, there's more here. There's more here than I can handle." And I think it's really well delivered as a final scene. And then when it switches character as well, that final bit uh, going after Ross. Ross, is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Ross. Yeah. Um, that kind of that felt really natural. I felt like that's what I wanted to do at that moment, and I don't think you'd let that too often in games. So I think not only not only was it a great open world, but it really delivered story-wise as well with a few standout moments. It had the very best uh, the very best late title card that I've ever seen in any game ever as well. Bringing up the title right at the very end there was just a, was just a superb move. I thought. I mean, it, it was certainly cinematic, wasn't it? I mean, Rockstar certainly do cinematic games very well. From I mean, GTA 4 really moved things along in that respect. And and this very much was almost filling a niche in that we haven't seen... Well, we've seen a few decent Western games come along in recent years, but it's still very much an underpopulated genre, isn't it? Mm, yeah, we've had... What is it? It's There's very little games come out there. I mean, it's the third... Is it like one of the first third-person current-generation cowboy games we've seen? For a while, uh, uh, there was there was Gun, wasn't there? I think that came out right at the start of the Xbox Live. Um, um, I can't think of many more apart from that. There was the Call of Juarez, but that was first person, and that were a bit just bearable, wasn't it? Really, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Red Redemption, Red Redemption takes it by far, doesn't it? Really, I mean, like you say, tugging on the heartstrings at the end, and it gives, it gives you thinking you can actually finish the game with not making him die, but then it becomes apparent that you are actually going to about to get torn apart by about thirty other lawbringers. Yeah, the, the only problem that, that I, I did have with that is I, I didn't really like going back into the game afterwards and not playing as John Marston. Um, I, I, it kind of made me want to stop playing it afterwards, uh, just because I, I, I like that character so much. But, uh, it, was, it was kind of a, a, a slight shock to be then playing as, as some someone different. Sort of halted the game fairly, fairly quickly for me. But isn't that always, I mean, one of the great dangers of, of when you make a game 
so narrative driven and so based on on almost its filmic qualities that ultimately once you reach a climax the the replay value then is just diminishes so much but what they have done is they've brought out some of the best dlc you're likely to see for any game for quite a while the undead nightmare was great the extra the multiplayer expansions um focusing on the multiplayer there rather than the single player was a great idea and then you know completely changing it with undead nightmare i thought was fantastic yeah i mean um I haven't picked up Undead Nightmare yet, and I didn't actually like the multiplayer aspect of Red Dead Redemption, if, if I'm the only one thinking that. I found it a bit confusing, to be honest. Um, it was it was fun, but in the same way as GTA 4, I think it was a little bit lacking in, in, in structure, really. Um, but, I mean, what, what was there was great, but I just, I just found it a little bit difficult to actually get into the game types that I liked and actually find you know a decent game or something. Uh, whereas if, if they just had you know a, a proper menu that popped up and said, do you want to play this, do you want to play that, I think it would have been slightly better. Well, I mean, moving on from, from this, I mean, very cinematic game. I mean, surely the most cinematic of, of 2010 has to be Heavy Rain. I mean, that's that's topped many lists so far. Coming from Quantic Dream, this was, I mean, right the way back in February. So, you know, it, and even then it was being talked about as, as possible Game of the Year material. You know, Quantic Dream really moved on from from where they left off with a, a slightly rough diamond in Fahrenheit. A lot of people didn't really like the the sci-fi twist toward the final third. But does anyone think that it was still reliant a little too much on quick time events and, and was the subject material perhaps a little bit too dark? I mean I I enjoyed it. I mean I but I played through it quite extensively. I played it through a couple of times and saw a couple of endings, but I mean, there were quite a lot of quick time events, but none of it actually felt out of place. It felt kind of refreshing instead of relying on button bashing, you know what I mean? There was kind of a puzzler element where you have to rotate the stick in a certain like way and in a certain time to solve it. And it it kept you, it kind of added to tension in a way because it kept you playing and like when you were when you played a Scott were it in the shop when you had to get the bottle or wrestle the fellow who was holding the shopkeeper up. I mean, when you knocked the thing off and he turned around, you felt, oh, I'm actually going to die or the shopkeeper's going to die. And you actually felt kind of guilty for that. It made you kind of think about what you were doing. I think I think the thing they got really right for me was um, sort of mapping your movements onto the onto the sticks really well so that when you, when you threw a punch, it wasn't just pushing a, a square button. It was actually sort of making the sort of roughly physical movement with your thumb. Um, I thought that sort of that that really worked quite well, but the, there were an absolute ton of them. And I thought by 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 the end of that game, it got a, a little bit tiresome. I really enjoyed it, but I'd say, uh, Mark, I mean, you introduced it like anyone would by saying it was a cinematic experience. But I think the question is, if it was a film, would it be a good film? If that's what it's going to be rated as a cinematic experience, then I'm not sure that narrative-wise it stands up all the way. Well, it definitely, I don't think it does. Um, although I loved it, and it would also be one of my games of the year. I wouldn't, if it was a film, it certainly wouldn't be anywhere near my film of the year. I think it was interesting, and I think it moved on a lot from uh, Fahrenheit, which I played through and felt like everyone else felt about it. But I don't think it was, um, I don't think it rates as a cinematic experience. See, I, I, actually, I actually thought it was, it was really well written and, and was far more far more of a of almost an interactive movie back almost to the days of the cdi and all this talk of you know you can play through films through your console but the i mean the subject material was so dark and it was it wasn't exactly a 
a lively, you know, call your friends around and we'll play this game and it'll be a bit of fun kind of game, was it? I mean, child abduction is, is never going to be uh, frivolous fun on, on any console, really. No, I mean, I don't know about any of you guys, but I got the really, really sad ending. I mean, I saw the child. Do, do we all right to say spoilers on this one as well? Are we, are we good for that? Yeah, it's been out yeah, since yeah. February. Yeah, I mean, I saw the kid die. He didn't stay with Madison, and the uh, the agent died as well. He got nosebleed and died magically. I mean, I don't know about you a lot. I think I got, I think I got the best one. I think I got the the ultra happy one. But I, I may have read a, a, a wiki guide previously, uh, which I know is is quite a bad thing to do. Um, what I was going to ask is, what did you guys make of all the, all the sort of sci-fi stuff that they that they threw in there with? Uh, I think it was. The uh, the character of Jaden with his sort of his his visor and all that kind of crazy three D stuff it just seemed a little bit weird. See, I I genuinely loved that. I I thought it was a it, it it did kind of take it slightly away from the very realistic, very somber, melancholic tones that it was obviously setting. You know, they they employed proper writers for it, which is you know wasn't usually the case. But yeah, it it, it did jar a little bit, and it was almost moving back towards where they fell afoul with, with Fahrenheit, with a lot of people saying that, you know, the, the sci-fi twists were a little bit odd. But there again, I, I absolutely loved that in Fahrenheit. I, I thought that was, you know, it was like a, an interactive Philip K. Dick novel or something. You know, it it genuinely moved off into complete mind-bending territory where, where nothing was was really grounded or anything. But But... It it was it was thrilling and it, it was it was certainly fun and it, it 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 relied very heavily you know both games relied very heavily on quick time events but certainly in heavy rain I mean they they took out the the use of color coding and the like so I mean the quick time events could you know the stick movements and the like the little symbols would would appear anywhere on screen so it, that was perhaps the one criticism that I would level at it which was after a certain amount of time. And when you get into the very kind of tense scenes where you know that it will be down to a millisecond movement, you can almost start to or cease watching what's actually going on. You know, your character is going to, you know, cut off a finger or, or do something or, or be killed and almost unfocus your eyes. You're looking specifically for these little prompts rather than actually what's going on. But, it, you know, it, it was one of those cases where I actually sometimes found it more fun to be watching someone else play and more thrilling than than actually doing so myself. But having said that, it, it, it I mean, it was a, a very gripping experience and it has one of some of the best um, use of force feedback, I think, of, of many games because it, it genuinely seemed to jar with with what was going on on screen, even though very little, you know, there weren't any grand explosions you know you're not using you know an ak-47 or something for half an hour and making your hands numb it was just short sharp bursts to, to jar the the gamer i mean yeah you had the you kind of like say it related to what happened on screen so like if you were breaking out of a grapple you'd shake your controller and it use a six axis to kind of break free i mean now they've even incorporated the move as well i don't know if anyone's actually used that i had a brief go with it but i think to be honest, I preferred actually using the controller to the move because it it kind of had a bit of, with me. I don't know if it was my setup, but there was a bit of difficulty. I mean, tracking the motion with the with the wand. Yet to experience that actually. Yet to use the move um, compatible version. But I, I'm afraid I my views on on a lot of these move compatible versions aren't particularly 
complimentary. <laughs> it, I, it it just seems as though everything is is move compatible now. I mean, if you've played, you know, things like Buzz and the like, it's it's basically they're throwing in little sub menus into games just to crowbar in the use of this controller. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the the worst one that I played for that is uh, the Slide Trilogy, which literally is just a a, a separate menu for four little tiny games on it that, that they've just thrown in. Um, it's, it's a complete waste of time, to be honest. But then I, th- I think the, the, the tech behind it is, is actually really good. I think they just need to find their feet with it and stop just kind of shoehorning it in just to slap it on the box and sell it for Christmas, you know? I, th- I think everything was intended to be a move release title, though, wasn't it? I think they were supposed to kind of, from the start, it was supposed to include the motion control. So I can see why they have done it. I mean, it could work. I mean, like every other game could work with it as well, but it never does. But you know, it's it's just some. I think it needs to find, like, say, find its feet first, and then actually start including it in more popular games and games that actually work, if you like. So I think generally, then, would you say reviews or, or views on uh, Heavy Rain generally positive? Yeah, definitely good. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely, definitely up on on Fahrenheit for sure, and I, I can't wait to see what they what they do with the next uh, project. Right, well, I think perhaps one of the biggest games in, in recent months and one that I'm sure most of us have been waiting a long time to come out, Gran Turismo 5. Surely that's got to be up on the list of anyone's Game of the Year recommendations? No. <laughs> right, we'll move on then. <laughs> no, I'm, no, you know, that's unfair. I I did the review for it on the site. Um, I initially was overwhelmed i think by the by the content um by the amount that they'd put in there i thought it was fantastic but ultimately i think for the amount of time that we've waited for it and what it actually delivers i'm not sure that i'm not sure i'd have it in my top five for the name of the year to be honest i don't know what anyone else feels no i think i've definitely got to agree with you there i mean i've i've read the review and i've commented on the bottom of it i mean if, for the, like you say, for the time and effort they've put in, they're just fair enough for the majority of the cars look very good, but there's like still things like the shadowing and the backgrounds are still very pixelated for like the love and attention they've put in. And there's only what like 200, 300 of the cars that actually have interior layouts, which for four or five years in development, you would expect every car to have a cockpit view and you know support that sort of mode for the people who actually prefer racing from a third person perspective. I said, I mean, it, it's it's definitely not the game that it it should have been. But every time I boot that game up, I, I I find something different in it, which is just crazy. There's just menu after menu after menu of, of buried features and random things that I don't know. It's 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 kind of kept it going for me because every single time I play it, I, I notice something different in there or some weird feature that I, I hadn't spotted previously. But is there a danger? I mean, I mean, you mentioned there, Steve, the uh, the graphics and everything, and people have have talked about the slightly almost lego-esque shadowing on in certain places but is there a danger that because polyphony really kind of broke the mold and gave us such an amazing original playstation game that looked i mean graphically so much better than anything that we we really could have expected at the time that we're all basically expecting that each time a new installment comes now that gt5 we all expected it to blow everything else away in terms of graphics, that we all expected so much more polish on the visuals, when really, I mean, the studio themselves have never really made 
that much of a great deal themselves in, in blowing their own trumpet about how great it looks. They've usually spent more time talking about how many different sounds of cars they've they've recorded or how many different you know how many thousand hours they've spent on the track in each individual car i mean those are the little things that we don't actually see and it's you know it can be very hard to get almost an initial um view on those like i mean how would anyone know here without playing extensively that say you know the the skyline suspension had been improved or, or something you know ridiculously small that you know that they will have spent time on can I say something about that? Because um, no. I, I was tense. <laughs> I sound like the most, I just sound like the moodiest game hater. Anyway, look, the th- with Gran Turismo 5, I do think, um, as I said in the review, I, the thing that I came away feeling was, this, is, um, this isn't for gamers, this is for car fans. This isn't for someone who wants... Uh, a great racing experience. This is for someone who wants to pore over all of those details that you're talking about. There is nothing wrong with that at all. But for game of the year, I don't think so. Simulator of the year, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. I mean, I know of I know of three people that I can think of that um, bought a, a PS2 for GT4 and they've just bought a PS3 for GT5, and that is literally all they play. That's it. Nothing else. Um, so I think it does definitely go for a different kind of group of people. Yeah, I mean, the the, the great kind of almost criticism that has been levelled, which, as as you said there, Ben, it, it's for petrol heads, it's for people who love their cars, who want to basically collect the cars, look at them in the garage, change paintwork, fiddle with, you know, torque settings and the like, but really aren't likely to spend as much time uh, or getting as much fun from the, the actual racing I mean, the, the the great, I think, I mean, I absolutely loved the game. And as um, as Manny said, uh, you know, I keep on going in and finding, you know, you find little sub menus, you find little things that you, you didn't realize were there. And you can just spend ages, you know, just shaving seconds off track times and, and the like. But really, I think what what's probably pulling me back is more, it's like a car version of Pokemon. It's 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 tapped into that you've got to catch them all kind of fever in that virtually everyone I talk to about it doesn't seem to spend as much time racing with you know every different type of car that's out there they will have a set number of maybe half a dozen cars they will use to get through all the different licenses and really those are the cars that people are, are, are tending to focus on and beyond that they're just collecting in the garage I mean, the the other flaw has always been that you've got no no real car damage there. I mean, you know, you can use other cars to bounce off of and the like. And online has has pretty much been blighted by that. I mean, is there an argument to say that Polyphony haven't really done enough to try and curb that that Mario Kart esque driving experience online? Well, the 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 kind of promised the damage mechanic, but it's it's very. Poor. I mean, does it don't even apply to the, like the supercars? I mean, as soon as you just reach supercar, you, your car becomes like invincible. I mean, as soon as you hit the, you could just bounce off a wall and just carry on going. I mean, you won't you won't see any damage. You won't break any like bodywork. And I mean, if they really wanted to stop people from just like like you say leaning on you around the corner, they would have to implement some sort of system where the damage was good, or they got punished, or you know penalised for actually racing in an overly aggressive style, if you like. Didn't they actually patch in the damage system? Wasn't it? It wasn't actually there when it first launched, was it? Is, it, is that right? Is that correct? They've, um, they've 
done about five patches since its release, so I've, I've kind of lost track of what's <laughs> actually yeah. been coming and going. But I mean, we know that they're all kind of that they were always going to have to tread a fine line. I mean, they can't show these huge, you know, big corporations, you know, multi-million pound cars being smashed up completely. We all knew that, you know, that was part of the licensing. It's been all the way through. But, I mean, simple things like half the, the early licenses, you can pretty much work your way through, you know, about a third of them when you're actually in racing and the like and the early cups using other cars to as as your brakes really you know fly into a main corner bounce off a couple and you'll end up in first place i mean it, it obviously does gets a lot harder but the gradual you know the the difficulty curb just isn't quite there in in forcing you to have to drive properly which is which was one of the great criticisms of you know gt5 prologue which was again the online you ended up in lobbies full of people who are basically looking just to bounce off each other and play dodgers. I suppose the big competitor out there is on the 360 Forza. Has it really overtaken that, would anyone say? I'd, I'd probably say that Forza is an overall better game than Gran Turismo. I mean, I think Microsoft have kind of finally caught up with what Sony can offer. I mean, they've got, fair enough, they haven't got anywhere near as many cars or whatever but they've got the graphics i mean which forza 3 were pretty damn good i mean it's still what one two years old now and it still looks pretty pretty good on when you're actually racing they offer the content i mean you can tweak it to the high hell you can give it lower your suspension you can look shift your gear ratios and i just think because it's more actual racing oriented i think for like enjoyment factor like like you were saying, I think that has to be the the top dog when it comes to the, the like the racing genre. To be fair, the thing that I, I really like about the Forza series is that because they, they they do keep bringing them out every sort of one two years, um, you you are sort of getting to see it grow up um, in, in in a way that you just don't get with GT. When when GT comes out, it's pretty much the same game, but with every Forza, you're seeing it getting gradually better, better and better and better, um, which makes you makes you really sort of look look forward to Forza Four. But GT Six, I mean, that's going to be well, another four or five years and is, is it going to be the same game who knows it'll shift consoles i mean we all know that whatever happens and i mean realistically those people who are going out to buy a ps3 how many of them really were bothered with you know the early criticisms of the game how many of them really you know wanted to read the reviews ultimately i mean as as you've all said, it, it's very much in the simulator mold. So perhaps it, it's wrong even to stick it in game of the year, because it, it's it's very much a simulator, a driving simulator for petrol heads to kind of pour over cars. And in that respect, I suppose there is really nothing else out there that that quite matches it. And that's the sound of nobody disagreeing. <laughs> all right, no, that, that's fair enough. We shall move on from there. Right from there, I mean, it, it's been a, I suppose, quite a good year for. RPGs, we've had Mass Effect 2, we've finally seen Demon's Soul out in the UK, even though really it's a 2009 title from Japan and the US, um, and Fallout New Vegas. Now I know that these spill a lot of opinions with um, the more pernickety RPG fans who would rather categorise them as action adventures with a little bit of stats sprinkled in, but what are people's views on these? Any of these really uh, 
stand out for game of the year contenders? I'll admit it now. I haven't finished Mass Effect 2, so there we go. I, I finished I, it. Sorry, Steve. No, I'm just saying I, I didn't actually finish it. I, dare I say, got bored with it. I kind of... I mean, it is, but it was definitely better than the first one. I mean, I'll, I'll concede that, but I think it's just... I think I'm not kind of one to want to build up my character as much. I think I'm more like Fallout, where I'd rather just kind of get on with it and not talk to as many people, if you like. I mean, am I, am I on my own saying that? I'm I'm not sure what everyone else's sort of RPG tastes are. I'm, I'm, I'm on, the, on, on the total flip side. Um, Fallout... I, the, that three was was great, um, but this 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 new one I've I sort of stopped after around about seven hours. Um, I just I just didn't want to go back into that world again. It was just so kind of it just felt like such a such a grind, you know. Mass Effect though, um, for, for my sins, I've, I've actually finished it twice. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a person, but there we go. You have no life. Indeed, definitely. <laughs> that's that's a small part. Of it. See, I kind of, I, you know, there were some criticisms with Mass Effect 2 that they, that Bioware had stripped back a certain amount of the RPG-ness, if I can pretend that's a word for a second. But they, they'd taken out various weapons options, a lot of the stats and the like, and a lot of the little fiddly things that certainly traditional RPG fans seem to really love. And so is there an argument there? I mean, have they polished it or or have they really kind of almost slightly moved the genre slightly to almost think, push it put it more into just a a traditional cover and shoot you know um third person action adventure with a few choices thrown in i think both i think i think both those things are true i think it is i just finished mass effect 2 uh, earlier this week actually i played mass effect 1 and mass effect 2 back to back because um I had tonsillitis for, that dragged on for months. So I just sat there playing Mass Effect. And um, I thought this, I preferred the second one to the first. And I haven't got any problem with, with those kind of more fiddly aspects of the menu systems and all of that. But having played Mass Effect 1 and then gone straight into Mass Effect 2, there was no question for me it was a much more enjoyable experience, uh, enjoyable gameplay experience to go through Mass Effect 2. I, my main issue was where I thought they stripped back the plot. Uh, you know, there was quite a lot of substance to Mass Effect 1. But Mass Effect 2, what, 95% of it is running around gathering people up um, and then doing loyalty missions uh, or, or, you know, orbiting planets, which, I mean, that's where, you know, like Steve, that's where I kind of draw the line a little bit. You know, after you've done a few, it kind of gets a bit tedious, but I can understand why people would want to go through that. I don't know what you did, Manny. Like, how many hours did you put in? Oh, crikey, I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. Um I think I was roughly on about 30 hours for the first playthrough and then the second one was about sort of 15, 16 because I was just blitzing through it. Um, to be honest, th- those missions I thought they were really kind of hit and miss. Some of them were fantastic um, and they were sort of mini stories that were that were really decently fleshed out. Some of them not so much. But it is kind of it is kind of suffering from the, the second part in a, in a trilogy kind of syndrome where they've they've got this story that they're obviously building building to uh, building to some large large-scale war and uh, they, they they have to flesh out sorry have to flesh out this uh, second part with this kind of bridging bridging storylines and bridging sort of things that uh, happen and so it's 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 kind of a, 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 a tough one to fill um, sorry you might want to cut that that was the worst argument ever there we go <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I, I fully understand what you're saying. It, it's it's almost like they've they've got two pivotal plots almost that they want to push into this or two pivotal moments that they're arcing from, but they've they've basically got to stick in a certain amount of filler in the middle. It, it's like they've they've built a trilogy, but really they've they've got enough storyline for two and a half games. And so, you know, I, I as Ben said, you know, I found a certain amount of it to be going around gathering people up. And, you know, there is a part of you that thinks, can't I just send someone else to get them? You know, wh- why does everything have to be so hard to get, you know, get someone to be an ally? I, I suppose that the only thing that the real problem that I had with the game was was still back to the question of um, the combat mechanic, as in how much you rely on your allies in those situations. Because there are, there are some times where you can almost fall back on a, on a core stable find one way that you're you're planning on playing the game and really if you're gonna say that the 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 very definition of a role play game is specific roles and each one has you know genuine strengths and weaknesses and they only really come together as a whole i'm not sure that mass effect 2 necessarily had that no i mean a lot of the time it's felt like you unless you actually told your like teammates to use the powers like the kinesis kind of powers on specific enemies it felt a lot of the times they actually weren't doing right like they kind of just sat back or just stood there and looking for cover and ended up actually dying and then you wasted a lot of your time healing them and then you actually had no like health packs i can't remember what you call them the you actually didn't have any to use on yourself so a lot of the time you were just going around and looking at dead bodies and wondering where they were a lot of the time it, they didn't actually seem to do a lot other than just die See that was that was one of you know one of my my problems with it, which was I, I loved the 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 cover and, and shooting system and certainly the powers system. I, I I think it it certainly seemed to be a bit more polished. It seemed to to work better this time. But there is a little part of you that when you you hit certain areas where it seems like the AI hasn't really been written to understand, you know get behind that damn crate and you see someone basically just standing there there is a little part of you that just says oh damn it i'll do it myself you know you you can send in someone almost to act as a uh to draw enemy fire or, or such like and then you can attack the enemy yourself fr- from behind what was the the system really that great to work with you know several other um ais so what you're saying is you spend the entire game gathering up a, use of, a group of people that are of no use to you whatsoever. Is that <laughs> exactly? Brilliant. Well, no, they, oh, they, well. they're certainly Game good. of the year. That's a little bit harsh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, look, I played it all the way through. I, I did 30-odd hours as well, and I, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, those, those criticisms, they're valid. They're valid. They are valid, but um, for me, it was just the the storyline that actually kept it going through. I know it was kind of disjointed and it was kind of in 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 pieces, but I genuinely think that it it did have some of the best characters that I've seen this year. Um, definitely some of them, uh, like Morden, were just were just fantastic. They were just brilliantly brilliantly fleshed out and brilliantly acted. Um, uh, what I was going to say was, what 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 did you guys make of the sort of um left trigger right trigger sort of quick um evil shepherd good shepherd moments that that you had to sort of choose very 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 quickly in the action did you find yourself going down one path or did you kind of mix it up or 
Uh, I, I'm I, always a goody two shoes. Sorry, Mark. I'm I'm always a goody two shoes when it comes to things like that. I always fear the consequences and fear that someone will come after me somewhere down the line. So I'm I'm the angel of the uh, the game of world. I think here. See, I I always found that it depended how long the the particular cutscene or conversation was, because uh, I I did find. I mean, uh, you know, I've criticised some of the AI and the like, uh, but. As you were saying, Manny, I mean, it, it really was an immersive story in many ways. And I, I, I genuinely loved the, the music of the game and the, the overall atmosphere. I mean, it, there are very few games that seem to build a, a, a cohesive science fiction world as well as Bioware have done with this. And it does feel like you could get a, a, an epic trilogy out of it. You know, it, it feels like you could get many more you know, games out of it down down the line. Definitely, but, you could also get a very very bad film out of it as yeah. well, which is what I'm uh, watching. What I'm I'm hoping doesn't happen, but I can definitely see that coming. But you can see, I mean, books, films, you know, it it would all be, you know, an animated series or whatever. You know, it 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 would all be equally valid, and it would it would, you know, be reasonable, much like they've made of the the Halo universe. In fact, it. If you're going to compare the two, the Mass Effect universe is is probably far more credible. I agree. And, and yeah, ab- absolutely loved the way that they made it cinematic. And it, you know, you went from cutscenes, but just talking about the Good Shepherd, Bad Shepherd moments. My problem was that I, I would become too drawn into it, and then by the time they suddenly appear on screen, there is that maybe it's just me, but I'm a jumpy gamer that you just hit anything. <laughs> and, and then, and if you've gone through like you know, a ten-minute conversation, no one's going back after that, surely. <laughs> I, I did have that more, more than once, where I, I just kind of hit the right trigger by accident and ended up sort of kicking someone in in, in the face that I'd just spoken to for five minutes, and I was like, "What? Why did I do that?" <laughs> so if then seems like most of us enjoyed Mass Effect Two, few little problems, but certainly it held the attention. Put it that way. I mean the there's probably more polish that they can add to it. But, I mean, who here really isn't going to bother with the third? I mean, it's got to be a must-buy, surely. And the trailer is fantastic, that little teaser that they've released. It uh, looks great. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I mean, it's it's interesting to see that you... I don't think you actually start off playing a shepherd, do you? I think you play a new guy when shepherd's actually controlling the people on the ground, so you actually... It kind of gives the game, like, a kind of new angle already, you know what I mean? You already have, you have to, like understand what's already gone on to understand who this new guy is and why he's there and it kind of gives you something else to gather it because i think the shepherd story is kind of getting a bit long and f- too fleshed out now so it'd be good to actually see a new character going out and kicking some aliens in nuts and getting on with it and <laughs> fornicating about the place yeah totally I, I i think they'd really have to stretch to find a, a third reason to strip him of all his weapons and his powers as well and have you sort of learn them from from scratch so yeah it's it's going to be good to play as, as someone different i think it it is nice though i mean it, just to, on a slightly side tack that we haven't had a great outrage about um any of the cut scenes this time around isn't it are we talking about the uh the sexy time cut scenes are we're talking about Fox News saying that this game promotes alien rape. <laughs> I'll tell you what, prove it doesn't. Well, yeah, that, that's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, on that I'd... bombshell. 
I mean, but wasn't it? Wasn't it? I'm sure they would do with something that that happened when when Mass Effect Two came out because it was that scene with the uh, what's her name Miranda. I'm, I'm sure there was something that something that happened around Fox News then, but maybe I'm making that up in my head. I'm not sure. Got to be probably the main science fiction tinged um, RPG of the year. What about Demon Soul? I mean, you, you're going back to traditional dungeon fodder, you know, swords and shields and the like. But it, you know, it's it almost grew up on people. It 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 was a bit of a sleeper hit in that most people were importing it for some time from Japan and the US and and the various, you know, the I believe it was the Hong Kong version that had the English language option on it. So, what do people think of this? Did anyone here try it? No, no. <laughs> Good I did, start I so tried far. <laughs> I tried it and I lasted for about three hours, and then I just had to give up. It was it was just too difficult, just far too difficult. Um, and that's you know speaking of someone that's played played games for the best part of, of twenty years, it was just it was just too hard for me. Although some of the things that it did were were very good um, in terms of you know being able to see replays of where people died and for people to leave you tips on how to get past past the next next uh, obstacle so on and so forth but it was just just too tough man way too tough I, I don't think it's a great selling point saying when you see people saying it's too hard it's too difficult and you have to keep having stuff taken from you to go get it back to probably eventually just have it taken back again from you know what I mean I mean think there's fair enough there's got to be like levels of difficulty but I think there's a certain level where you get to some people stop enjoying a game when it becomes too difficult for them. I mean, there's a risk of sounding like soft. I think there needs to be a, a lower difficulty so people can actually enjoy the game for what it is rather than, you know, actually falling out with it and not enjoying the experience. But isn't it? I mean, I don't want to brand you all as soft here, but <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you know, like you said, Manny, I mean, you know, I've been playing games for 20 years but there's a part of me that that says games you know if we're forking out this money then we should be you know be able to get the most from them you know we should be able to see all of the storyline you shouldn't have to you know trade it in the next day or the like because it, it's too hard but i mean when you go back is, is it just have we changed our expectations a little bit i mean demon souls it was punishing but i mean you can never really say that it was actually unfair could you definitely wasn't unfair no it was it was just rock hard <laughs> that's 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 all it was for me um it is that I, I i still think it's it's harder than than most of the older games that, that people would play though i know i know a, a lot of people like that and that's 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 totally fair um but um i i, I it is there is there is some part of us that definitely have kind of softened up to uh easier games you know games games that praise you games that makes you make, make you feel better rather than you know cussing you down every sort of five seconds um but i still think it's really really difficult um even even by the standards of you know some of the old 80s games that we used to play um i would say it's definitely up there you know on, on a par with the list of uh, those and they were they were bloody hard too well i'm glad i'm not the only one then <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it it is a little bit sad though because i mean there there were a lot of good ideas that from software put in there i mean the the hint system and and the idea of dying or, or becoming a phantom and and going into someone else's game and the like i mean there there's a lot of innovation there and it, it you know it has grabbed 
you know, uh, it's found itself a market. It's found itself a genuine niche. But is there just that slight feeling in the back of all of our heads that, I don't know, those of us who have a certain amount of limited time, that the idea of getting killed over and over again in a game is something for, you know, school kids who've got the time on their hands to finally master it. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's it. that's pretty much exactly how I feel. I think it's fine this game. I think it's fine it's there. I think the difficult is fine. But what it says to me is it's it's not for me. It's for it's for someone else. I think it's in the same kind of boat as like Gran Turismo Five. If you catch my drift, that it's for the serious fans of the of the like kind of genre, not for the people who kind of dabble in it. It's for those who have the time to dedicate and want the reward of being killed 300 times before they get onto the next level with you. Can you understand what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's. It, I suppose when when you go back and you look at probably when most of us started playing video games. You bought a game, and essentially you stuck with it until you finished it. You know you couldn't afford to buy several games. Whereas now, if if you've got a bit of disposable income, or you know even if you're just renting games, there's that feeling of, you know what, I I really can't be bothered with this. It might be the greatest game in the world, but really, how much am I going to get out of it if I've got you know a couple of hours each evening? Do I really want to be dying over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Right. Then. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. So I take it then none of us were strong enough, tough enough or manly enough gamers to actually get through this one. I didn't even start it, so... No, I was too busy playing with the Lego to even bother picking it up, so... <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, well, we've had quite a few Game of the Year recommendations there. Just uh, we've We've seen certainly a lot of sequels this year. Have there been any that have caught your eyes gentlemen we've had mario galaxy 2 assassin's creed brotherhood bioshock 2 and we've spoken about fallout new vegas and uh, i suppose the big one god of war 3 as well um, are any of those reasonable uh, evolutions of the series enough to to be game of the year contenders or are they all just basically refining a, a, an already established lineage uh, i mean there's not there's nothing wrong as such with retreading old ground and building on like previous formulas because that's kind of what makes you fall in love with the series. I mean like you say there's God of War and Fallout. I mean they're they're very unlikely to change the ways either. I mean they're not gonna all of a sudden say, right, we're gonna do this differently and that different because it'd alienate people. But for me I think one of the like the freshest changes to a series was Need for Speed Hop Shoot, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because it's kind of it's evolved the way it's moved away from being sat in Tesco supermarket and having little fairy lights under your underskirts and it's kind of matured and become a bit more serious and I think for me that's my standout kind of sequel if you like because I mean the guys, Criterion guys from Burnout were on there as well so it's kind of a, like a melody between Need for Speed and Burnout so what what's not to like really about the Hot Pursuit? Absolutely, yeah. I'll I'll jump in there. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've I probably played that more than more than most of the games this year. I would say, both in single player and online. Um, just because it sort of it sort of blends the two so well. You know, when when you log in and, and you it pops up on the screen and says, you know, your your friends have beaten you in, in four different races. That's I just want to go in and beat them every single time. It it just suckers me in, and uh, I think it's great that you know the the XP that you get from that 
moves over moves across to single player single player xp moves across to online um so it just it just sort of blends everything into this one this one really really sort of slick package that i think i don't know i, I think a lot of online games should should copy it um you know just just for that system alone so do you think then that's that's i mean is that really its main selling point that it, it's managed to combine single player and multiplayer in in one really cohesive package that just you know it does seem very polished and it, it's it's almost a seamless transition i would say so i mean did did you guys play it that way or did you generally go into the map and you know pick and choose races or did you just try and beat your friends scores and yeah i i think that's all i do really i just i'd low on i'd low on to that um was it the auto load the thing auto that tells log, yeah. you yeah so you go in it says like you were saying it says um you know, your friends are beating you on these races. I do those races 40 times. I either beat them or I don't. You know, I try myself to sleep. And But uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. And I think, um, I nearly said this when we talked about GT5, but I thought I'd be absolutely lambasted by people. But the th- I, I'm, there's that whole simulation versus arcade thing. But I was playing GT5 until I got Hot Pursuit. And I just thought, well, this is a, you know, this is a game. This is a racing game. This is fun. It's exciting. And the way that uh, the online stuff is integrated with the single player i've not seen anything like it before i, th- I think it's brilliant that it really is one of my games of the year i think what are our verdicts then what's everyone voting for game of the year which one what are uh, you going for ben red dead all right manny oh i'm torn between mass effect or need for speed um i'll, I'll probably go with mass effect i think i think just all right and state uh, I'll go for Need for Speed. All right, then it doesn't really matter what I vote for. <laughs> right, well, I'm, I'm going to say I'll say Heavy Rain simply because I, I just I just thought it was a it's a, a mold breaking game. But that's our our recommendations for those are the games of the year. But what about on the flip side of the coin? I mean, there's been a lot of hype, and you, you get so much more now that you you know in the information age with the internet. So most disappointing, what games really, you know, been hyped up to the point where where you think you're going to be playing an absolute, you know, epoch-making game, and then ultimately it's a bit of a damp squib. I'll definitely say Crackdown too. I'd say that was a, a massive letdown this year. I mean, going back right at the start of last year, I mean, January, February released. I mean, I reviewed this and I picked it up thinking, yeah, it's Crackdown 1 was a very understated game. I mean, it, a lot of things, time people thought it were there to pedal the, the Halo 3 beta, but it was a very good game in its own right. And for what it did, it was kind of an action, but it had that slight RPG twinge to it as well. But um, yeah, definitely Crackdown 2. It just it built on it very, very slightly. I mean, if anything, it was probably more of a backward step than a forward step. I mean, I don't know what everyone's. I mean, that seemed to be the opinion of the forum that. It was more like a glorified download content pack rather than a step forward because graphics hadn't really been improved a lot and the gameplay was the sim- like exactly the same and the only thing that really had it going was the new guns and the new uh, the new enemies really which eventually got boring as well. But I mean, as I, did anyone else pick up Crackdown 2? Was... No, I, I picked it up and I, I'd echo those sentiments exactly. It It... It was strange going around the same city. It, w- it was a little bit odd, just running around doing the same things, and, and really, you you find yourself questioning what you're actually doing it for. 
I mean, the new enemies add a little bit of variety, but not a great deal. And and after a while, they they start to grate a bit. But I suppose it it just felt like you'd downloaded a separate mission pack and and a, a new set of guns, really, other than playing with those toys a bit. And there's, I mean, I still put in a fair amount of time simply because I'm, I always get dragged into that kind of thing to try and level up and the like, just to see what the end result is but but really it was the kind of game where if i'm putting in headphones and i'm i'm listening to something else or or even you know doing something else at the time whilst leveling up then it can't be that great absolutely yeah i think thing is it felt like a a separate mission pack but with with a with a single type of mission as well it was just it was just the same thing was it was it nine times i think it was that you had to finish it and it was just I don't know. Just just that one type of mission just grated. You know, I was I was I could have done that maybe once or twice, and then you know moved moved on and then done some different things in there. But it's just they just didn't seem to put any kind of thought into the uh, the content structure in that game at all. I mean, the, the the most exciting it got was the driving through the the hordes of the zombies in like the the uh, agency supercar just to see how many you could kill. I mean, the main mission was you had to link up all these satellites and you had to stand on a pad on top of a building on your own yep. with four people. I mean, yeah, great work on that. Make it make it nice and interesting. Just stand on this, link that, and then off you go. Do yep. it again another 10, 15 times around City. I mean, I'd, that's not something I'd, I'd kind of enjoy doing, but... You think that it would be? I mean, they've built this big kind of city. It's it's a sandbox game, really, but so much of it was kind of structured in a very linear and repetitive manner. I mean, the missions, as you say, go and activate this. You know, it again and again. You know, it, it was just basically heading into a lair and killing lots of lots of these beasts again and again. You know, th- there was no great variety there. I mean. The only real fun I I found in it was was things like the vehicles. I mean the helicopters and the like, being able to see if you can actually send one of them into one of you know the underground layers and that kind of thing. But ultimately, after a while, it it, it does get very samey. I am um, I only played the demo, but wasn't there uh, a thing from memory? But did it change developers? Is that right? Between yeah. Crackdown one and two. Yeah, it did the the people who did. Crackdown 1 didn't actually do Crackdown I think it was Ruffy and did the first one but I can't remember who did the second one um, I mean I reviewed this and this is quite bad of me I should know but yeah I mean they kind of did what I mean we've seen it before with like the Fallout guys which swap, swapped hands recently I mean they've kind of just taken the old formula and just dropped you in the same setting and basically said off you go again and do it again but made it maybe a little bit worse but I mean that can that can work though. I mean we we know, I mean from things like Knights of the Old Republic, one and two. I mean really, if there's a solid basis there, then it, then it doesn't really need much work. And and Crackdown was you know, very much you know a lot of people were saying that was game of the year when that came out. So perhaps they were right to to think that not much needed doing. But the argument is that they just did. A little too little. So I'd say the general consensus of Crackdown 2 was, you know, fairly fun, but just really more of the same. But worse. That'd be right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, any other recommendations for most disappointing games that you felt just didn't quite live up to it? I mean, we've had 
Final Fantasy thirteen and the Medal of Honor. No, no, definitely. Halo Reach, mm. Alan Wake, Alan APB. Wake, Alan Wake think, for you, Ben. Yeah, I, I, um, I was, I was actually quite excited about it. I was, I was really quite enthusiastic, and I, um, I, I, I got it. I hadn't read any reviews, you know, kind of avoided everything. Started playing it, and I think maybe the first half an hour, you know, there's that first scene. You're on the boat, you walk around, you talk to people. It all, it all felt. It felt great. I thought this is, you know, this is going to be fantastic. And then after I'd spent about seven hours in the same bit of forest, running round with a torch, I kind of thought, oh, you know, this isn't for me, and I, I stopped before the end. I, I just thought that, yeah, the atmosphere was good, but the atmosphere was exactly the same all the way through. I thought that the, um, the, the, the plot was ropey at best. I mean, I'm quite, I'm a bit of a Stephen King fan actually, and I thought it was a, I thought it was a bit of an insult, if anything. Um, and I thought the thing that really did it for me in the end was um, that I just didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. I just thought I'm going to be doing this until the end of the game, and I'm waiting for someone to tell me that I'm wrong. Have the three of you played it? Yeah, I, I was in the same um, same boat as you, kind of. I mean, I played it, but it was very ropey in places. Like you say, it felt like it was intended to be a last-gen game, but because the 360 was released, they've pushed it onto the new console, but a lot of the old content still exists. Mm. I mean, in places it was a, a very good-looking game, but in others it was very bland and sh like patchy in places. And like you say, the, the plot was kind of very ham-fisted, and in places it was interesting, but in others you kind of thought, well, what is actually happening? I'm walking, like you say, I'm walking through this forest with a torch. Why am I doing it? Kind of thing. And, and everything that's going to jump out at me, I know is there before it comes. So any kind of element of horror, you know, like with Dead Space, with Dead Space, that was a, which I can't wait for the sequel. But that was a genuinely creepy game. With Alan Wake, it just wasn't. All of the suspense was was sucked out of it. Um, so even on that level, on a kind of just adrenaline level, it didn't do it for me. What what did you guys make of the of the sort of TV episode structure to it? Did, did did you did you like that or did you find it kind of distracting? Pointless. Point. I don't I don't know what it what it was supposed to add. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. So it'd be good if it was just a recap of what you've done rather than like like you say an introduction to a TV show and the narration. I think it'd be good just to have like a sort of a recap, which was good, but how they actually presented it, I don't think. I think that kind of made it a bit more dull and you know kind of a bit predictable sort of yeah. you knew what was where it was going and what was going to happen just almost felt like someone said you know what's big right now well tv thrillers and things like lost and the like let's throw a little something you know towards that general crowd in i mean it, it is there something to be said that this would basically i mean it promised so much it was supposed to have you know very much an adult storyline it was supposed to be very cinematic but that really it relied on on things that you know we've we've seen since the days of alone in the dark and the like basically it's dark and you've got a torch that's probably how i would sum up the game it's dark <laughs> you've got a torch and it gets, it, it gets dull yeah uh, it's dark you've got a torch and it's powered by energizer batteries yeah. mm, that's a nice bit of advertising in there so i take it we're all somewhat underwhelmed by that any other ones anyone wants to throw in there most disappointing i'm standing by alan wake but Anyone else got any recommendations there? For one, I'd just say Kane and Lynch as well. That would just—I don't know if anyone else played it, but I reviewed it for the site. I mean, I picked it up. I don't know what possessed me to pick it up, but it was just 
two fat burly men running around even naked in one part of the game which no one <laughs> needed to see and it was just oh, it was just so bad and wrong in, on so many different levels I mean just shooting a lot of Chinese people and just it just didn't actually seem to go anywhere it just same thing you'd run through a door you kill some more people you'd run through another closed door kill some more people and just the the scripting and the the dialogue it was all just yeah let's go kill these people and just it just were bad very you bad did, you did better than me then because i i seemed to put about 14 bullets into most people and they didn't seem to slow down yeah <laughs> and that, that's when the guns actually decided you'd they'd go where you were aiming as well i mean a lot of time it just seemed there were just bullets were going everywhere and nothing was actually hitting anyone yeah there's a guy that, that you have to chase right at the very start of that game and you're chasing him through all those kind of tenement buildings and stuff and uh i got halfway through the level and then he ran back behind me going in the opposite direction and then just stood at, at, at the edge of a door and just wouldn't move and it's like i just i turned it off at that point nope Broken. had enough see i'm go- i'm gonna stick up for kane and lynch too here a little bit oh. simply because no just because i mean if we're talking about most disappointing games the original was pretty ropey. I mean, it, it would be hard to really get anyone's expectations up for the sequel. So, but, you know. But, but these are the people, right, that did Hitman. These are the people that did Freedom Fighters. These are people that can make great games, yeah? Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, you know, they, they were never likely to turn the original Kane and Lynch, which, was, which had some fairly ropey you know, cover mechanics and the like. You know, you, you could sit behind a box, have someone else sitting behind the box on the other side and keep shooting them in the leg until finally they fell over. You know, <laughs> it, it was never a classic to begin with. So, so you're saying you, you liked it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that... <laughs> that was that a fairly my, robust defence. No, that my expectations were so low to begin with that literally anything from there was up. <laughs> I, I definitely like the uh, the sort of YouTube style to it. That was that was done quite well, I think. Um, but that that didn't make it. Uh, that that was just an excuse for crap graphics, if you ask me. Well, that's just <laughs> that's just that's just that's just an excuse to cover up saying we really can't be asked doing this. It's just yeah, it's supposed to look like that. It'd be right. I mean, as soon as you shot someone in Ed, it went all pixelated, and it were an eighteen gate. What's that about? Why would you do that? It's the style, it's- isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was rubbish. Mad. <laughs> that would be my one-word review of that game. Right, well, I'm sure that will make it when it becomes a platinum game. That will be your review on the cover of the box. But, you know, I've seen that game for, like, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. I mean, I think that's... You can pick it up for £2.50 on Steam over uh, Christmas. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Bardling. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, I mean, anything else? Little hidden surprise of the year. Any small indie games anything like that you'd let in at limbo yeah yeah limbo anything like that yeah limbo was fantastic i thought i loved it i loved i loved every minute of the 180 minutes or whatever it was yeah i thought i thought it was creepy great atmosphere and um yeah delivered loads without any dialogue at all didn't it or text or anything brilliant i think i I didn't actually play it on my own console i played a bit and watched a bit of it on a friend's console but it was a, quite rewarding as well for the easter eggs that you had to find i mean there's a lot not that much hand holding it kind of said there's 12 easter eggs to find if you find them you find them if you don't then you don't 
I mean, the, some of them were very well structured and quite, because one of them, I know one required you to do something in the middle of a level and then right at the end, the strig would pop up and it kind of made you think, yeah, I've actually outsmarted the, the developer, if you like. I mean, I, th- I think certainly if we're talking about downloadable games, I mean, this one, it had so much atmosphere. I mean, it's such a simple presentational style, but it, it surely had to be one of the most distinctive games of the year. And everyone remembers that spider. Yeah, absolutely. Creepiest spider ever. I think. Yeah, yeah. Since arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about others? What about, say, Plants vs Zombies? Or I, I know I sent, did I send Kung Fu Live to you, Manny? <laughs> oh god that game is funny that game is absolutely hilarious um, yeah and it's also the most knackering game you'll ever play in your entire life um, yeah definitely worth picking up if, if, it, if it's uh, if, if you can find it cheap on, on PSN then yeah definitely definitely pick it's it's quite unique as well and I don't I can't remember seeing a game that actually puts you in puts you into the screen sort of sideways on as a video of, of you basically um, it's, it's kind of slightly weird because you have to tilt your head to the left look at the screen and then you know, kick the wall or kick a plant or something. And it's uh, it's it's it, yeah, it's it's a strange, strange game, but definitely, definitely funny if you've got a if you've got a big party of friends around. Probably not one of the games of the year though, unfortunately. So I, I take it then we're all pretty much agreed then that the the smaller indie game of the year has got to be Limbo. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, right. Well, those were our picks of the year. I hope you've enjoyed the first of what what will be monthly gaming podcast from us at avforums.com so all that's left for me to do is thank our reviewers ben manny steve thanks very much guys cheers thank no you problem. thank you very much i'm mark botright thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again next month the av podcast is copyright m2m limited